Hey, I want to jump in this morning to this installment of this series. If you are visiting with us, this is your first Sunday with us. Um, we've been going through our core series. It's entitled Core Series. We've been going through the, the, the pillars of, of what we believe as a church, what we stand on as a church. Um, but not just because we believe these. We also, if you're visiting um, and you've just jumped in, we believe that these messages and these things um, can carry you into the places and spaces that God has intended for you to go. These values, if you can live by these values, if you can walk in life living out these values, because they're laced around Scripture, they're, they're covered in Scripture, and that's why we teach them, uh, I really believe something, that your life can go to where God wants you to go. Prayer, our direct line, people, our calling, generosity, our gift, serving over self, excellence in everything. And today, we're jumping into this, uh, this one that, that is, uh, I'm going to do my best to articulate it, but it's honor above and below. Honor above and below. I'm going to pray this morning, and we're going to jump right in. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We bless you. We ask God that this message will be from you and you alone, heaven. Speak through this time. Open up hearts, Holy Spirit. Open up ears, Holy Spirit. Open up minds, Spirit of God, so that people can receive this truth and walk in it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Honor above and below. We're going to discover something today that I think is one of the most beautiful things that we as followers of Jesus Christ, or let me just say it this way, as humans, we can do to one another. And that is to honor each other. This is a word today that, that I believe is more important than ever before. I, I want to say a few statements before we jump in, and I'm going to do my best to teach. I'm going to do my best, but I want to make a few statements. This message of honor, this is a biblical truth. This is not something that the church has generated so that we can tell everybody, hey, honor one another. Honor has been laced throughout Scripture from the Old Testament to the New Testament. It's a way that God has intended the people of God to live. It's what he's intended, can I say this, humanity to live by. More than ever, I believe that we need to thrive in honor. We need to live in honor. Can I be honest? Today, this generation that we're living in is one of the most dishonoring generations of, our of all time. It is. Look everywhere. Anywhere you look, people are trying to dishonor somebody. There's no honor happening anywhere. And it's especially missing and lacking in the church today. This is not a, a condemning word. This is a word that is building what we set our core. We're going to be strengthened by God's word. Anybody thankful that God's word strengthens us? I am. And I, and I believe that you can turn on the TV, you can read the newspapers, you can, you can look at social media, you can look everywhere. Just go walk on the streets of Chicago, and you'll see people constantly lacking in honor. And I wonder today if the church of Jesus Christ, specifically Oasis Church, because this is where you're at, if you found yourself here and you're wondering how you got here, you got invited for lunch and you're like, hey, I was going to go to lunch, but they say we got to make a quick stop. You're here. Welcome. It's a weird place, but we love it. It's cool. People lifting their hands, asking questions during music. It's fine. It's good. It's great. They're allowed to do that. But we believe that if the church called Oasis Church Chicago can live and operate in honor, we're going to see revival happen like never before. We're going to see revival happen like never before. If we can live lives filled with honor, 
We will see this city change. We will see this church expand and reach more people. And we will see our own lives, your own lives, will flourish. Anybody want a life that's going to flourish? Four of us. The rest of y'all, we're going to pray for y'all right now. In Jesus' name, I just pray that they ask for lives that are flourishing. I want my life to flourish. I want your lives, better yet, to flourish in the things of God. And I believe that honor is going to help us get that way. There's an order to honor. There's a biblical order that we're going to read about today. Honor is a biblical command with a biblical promise behind it. Okay? I'm setting this up. You're all like, when are we jumping into Scripture? We're getting there. Hold on. Honor, though, it's a biblical command that is backed with a biblical promise. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful for God's promises. <laughs> like, I, I, I love God's promises. I love when, when God says in his word, hey, this is what's going to happen. This is how you're going to be. This is what you're going to walk in. I love those. I'm like, yes, take them. Give them to me. All the promises of heaven. Right? Right? But there is an order to this. And first, it's if we walk in honor, then we will experience God's blessing. The weight of honor is a big deal. So what does honor mean? I looked it up in the greatest tool ever, the dictionary. It's handy. Get one. Read it. It's awesome. So I went to the dictionary and I said, what does honor mean? And it means this. The word honor actually means to esteem at the highest level or to add weight to. It comes from the biblical time when coins were weighed to determine their value. The heavier the coin, the greater its value. Honor works in the same way. The greater the value we place on God, people, and things. You with, you with me? The greater value we place on God, people, and things, the greater their weight and influence in our life. By honoring, we deeply value and respect the object of our honor. And we elevate it to a place of influence. You with me? This is what honor is. It's, it's putting weight to something. It's elevating something or someone in our lives because we see the value of it. True honor, though, it has nothing to do with our feelings or emotions. True honor never has to do with our emotions or our feelings. It begins as a decision of the heart and is expressed outwardly with genuine respect, reverence, and the highest esteem. It cannot be limited to mere lip service because sooner or later, I wrote this out, the real condition of our heart will be tested and exposed. I asked our team, and this is nothing against our team, it was a revelation for me. I asked our creative team when we were planning these sermons here, I said, hey, tell me what honor is. And they said, well, words of affirmation. And many of you know I was like, I'll take them. I'm an affirmation guy. And they were like, yeah, it's words. It's telling people how, how good they are and awesome they are. And I was like, no. Yeah, it's good to honor people with our words. But it's honor. What honor is, it's honoring people with our lives, with our heart. It's honoring God with our heart. Isaiah 29, 13 says this. The Lord says, these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips. But their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules they have been taught. See, we can give a lot of lip service to a lot of people. A lot of lip service to God. God, I honor you. I lift my hands and surrender. God, I'm going to worship as loud as I can on Sunday morning. But I'm going to walk out those doors and I'm going to dishonor the first person that I see. 
God, I love you. Change me. Bless me. Favor. And you go to your parents' house and you dishonor them. You go to your roommate and you dishonor them. And you go before God and the way that your heart is, you're dishonoring him. Tonight, I want to give us tonight. It's dark in here. Today, I want to give us three things that we want to take out of here. We want to grow in this thing called honor. Guys, I know this is, I'm not sharing a story. I'm not kind of preached this morning. I think that this is such a vital thing for us this morning, especially young people in this room. This generation is terrible at this, and I'm a product of that. I'm part of that generation. But I just wonder what would happen in our lives if we caught the heart of God in what he says about honor, that it's so vital. It's so important. It's so needed. So how do we do this? What is honor? How do we practically live this out in today's world. The first thing is this that we want to talk about. First and foremost, we honor God. Amen? We honor God. Remember the definition of honor, to hold in the highest esteemed, high respect, and to fulfill and keep a word, a.k.a. keep the vows that we have said to God. We honor God if you have confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and he has come into your life and he has changed you from the inside out. He is now not just your savior, but he is your king. He is your ruler. He is your Lord over your life. So we honor first and foremost by honoring the one that has given us everything. I don't know about you, but I'm going to preach this message all the time, forever and ever. I know what it feels like to be separated from God's love. I know what it feels like to not be in the family of God. I know what it feels like to be living a life that is completely separated from the love of Jesus Christ. I don't know about you and where you've come from, where you're at, but I pray that if you're in this room and you're there, today your life's going to be radically transformed. But I understand and I know what it feels like to be dishonoring to God. It's not fun. It's not glamorous. It's not cool. And I understood that when the love of Jesus Christ invaded my life, when I saw Jesus and I said, this guy went to a cross for me, for this kid, this messed up kid, this lost kid, Jesus went to the cross for me. He gave up perfection for me. He gave up heaven for me. Oh, Lord, you you got my honor. (laughs) You got my respect. You got my love. So today, if you call yourself a Christian, or a follower of Jesus, we have to live this way. God, you've given me everything. You've given me your son, Jesus Christ, on a cross. He took the lashes. He took the crown of thorns. He took it all the way to the cross, and he didn't stop there. He went to the grave, and he took the keys of death so that you don't have to end your life here. You have a life promise yet to come. And so out of that, we first and foremost got to honor God. In order to honor anything else, you got to first and foremost honor God. I want to read a story out of 1 Samuel 2, 27 through 30. Quick background, what's happening. Eli is the high priest of that time. Before King David, before Saul, before Samuel, there was Eli. He was the high priest, a.k.a. he was the man of God that led the people. He was in charge of the, the temple. He was a man of God. He was postured to lead the people. And he started, however, to walk away from the first and foremost thing that he needed to do, which was to honor God. He walked away. He stopped honoring God, and something profoundly 
impactful happens. It says this in verse 27. Now a man of God came to Eli and said to him, this is what the Lord said. Did I not clearly reveal myself to your ancestors' family when they were in Egypt under Pharaoh? I chose your ancestor out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to go up to my altar, to burn incense, and to wear an ephod in my presence. I also gave your ancestors' family all the food offerings presented by the Israelites. Why do you scorn my sacrifice and offerings that I prescribed for my dwelling? Why do you honor your sons more than me? The man of God is saying this to Eli, the high priest. Why do you honor your sons more than me by fattening yourselves on the choice parts of every offering made by my people, Israel? Therefore, the Lord, the God of Israel, declares, I promised that members of your family would minister before me forever. But now the Lord declares, far be it from me. Those who, dishonor me, those who honor me, I will honor. But those who despise me will be disdained. Very encouraging word this morning, JP. Thank you for such a powerful, encouraging scripture verse to start this one off. I don't know about you, but I read that and I'm like, man, God's hard. Come on, all of y'all, me just today by myself, the pastor, I read that I'm like, God, it's a little tough, right? It's a little bit much. You you said to this man, hey, man, I'm going to give you everything that I promised you, but he started to dishonor you and God said, hey, I'm not going to no longer honor you. I'm going to dishonor you because you didn't honor me. That's tough. Why? Because God is worthy of our honor. And better yet, God deserves our honor above anything else. And Eli, the man of God, missed it. He missed it. He lived by honoring God first and foremost. He walked in the authority of heaven. He walked in the call that God had for him. And somewhere along the line, when maybe, let me just say this, routine happened, complacency happened, showed up to a church service and just sat there kind of like, feed me, pastor, so I can get my fix and go watch my football game that's about to happen. Maybe just, maybe he just kind of got in the rut of just, hey, I'm just the man of God, right? I'm just, I'm just here. Or maybe he started to doubt God because he said, God, you haven't done anything yet for me. You didn't give me everything that you promised me. I don't know where Eli fell, but I do know something. He fell. And he fell to the point where he started to say, God, you're not worthy of my honor first. And he started to elevate his kids to a position of honor before God. Parents in the room, love your kids. Pray for them, believe in them, but don't ever put them in the place of God. I know I'm not a parent yet, but I'm going to say that with authority. Here we go. Do not elevate your kids to the place before God. Start with God. Kids in the room, don't elevate your parents before God. Don't live off your parents' faith before God. Live off your own faith with God first. I know this is hard. I love you all. God bless you all. You're amazing. But Eli slipped somewhere. He stopped walking in a place of saying, you know what, first and foremost, I need to honor God, and I don't need to worry about my children. I want to make sure that my home is in order. I want to make sure that my, 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 my temple's in order. I want to make sure that the people of God are walking in honor, and he missed it. And God said, hey, Eli, man, like, you missed it. I, I tried to get your attention. I tried to get your attention. I tried, tried to tell you to not get on Facebook and write that little uh, complaint. Right? Keyboard killers. That's what I call them. Enter. Right? I tried to get you off of Instagram for a moment so you stopped just dishonoring people. I, I, I tried to get your attention, Eli. I, I tried. I'm, I'm trying to get your attention. And you missed it. Hey, listen, Eli, I, I, can't, I can't have people dishonoring me. And so Eli then was removed from the place of being that man of God. He was removed from the temple. See, what happened was is Eli missed that in order to honor God, you have to walk in the obedience of God. 
Okay, this is where I'm going to teach because some of you are still trying to understand what this means. Right? Okay, so honor is this. We put something to a high esteem. So if you know how good God is, that he gave you his son, Jesus Christ, right? If you have that understanding and that knowledge and that, quote, what we say, faith, to believe that that's true. Because it takes faith, right? It takes faith. And no matter where you're at on the journey, you're welcomed here, right? But it takes faith to believe that. And so if you honor that Jesus gave his life for you, for you, then what follows in order to honor God is obedience. Obedience. Well, what does that mean, JP? Well, it means that whatever God has called you to do, whatever God's word says for us to do, then we have to do our very best. I didn't say perfection. I said our best to run after with the hope and the courage of the Holy Spirit to what he's called us to do. It's not like we can wake up in the morning and say, hey, you know what, God, I don't want to live by your word today. Today's just not a good day for me. I'm going to go on my own plan. We do it, though. I do it. And now I want to get our attention to say, hey, we can't live like this. We have to walk in the obedience of heaven. We have so many people dishonoring God because they don't know how to be obedient to God. I'll be obedient to myself. Ain't nobody going to tell me how to do my life. It's just me. I hear it all the time. I'm like, "Uh, excuse me. They're like, "Uh uh-uh. Me, my life, my things, my issues, my deals. I'm like, how's that working out for you? They're like, it's not. It's not at all. It's not working out actually at all. I'm really trying to be tough, but it's not working out. And I'm like, yo, why don't we just try to take little steps of obedience with God's word? Every morning, why don't you wake up and just thank him for how good he is? Every night before you put your head on the pillow, why don't you thank him for how good he is? Hey, you know what? Maybe he's calling you out of that relationship that you're in and it's not really good. It's really toxic. It's really bad, but he's been trying to get your attention to get out of it. Maybe just maybe have the courage and the strength by the Holy Spirit to get out of the relationship that you're in because the relationship that you're in right now is not the one that God has intended for you to be in. So when you get out of this relationship so that you can walk in this relationship, you'll see the fullness of God and you'll honor God with your lives and with your marriage and with your future. Honor happens first and foremost to God by obedience. Maybe he's calling you to step away from your company so that you can go start that business that he's put in your heart. Maybe students, he's calling you to actually do things with excellence in your schoolwork. Maybe employees, if you're in the room, maybe he's calling you to be obedient in the way that you work at your place of work so that people can see God and you're honoring God by doing things with excellence in your workplace so that people can see God here in this city. Not cutting corners, not just getting by, not just, hey, it looks okay. No, this is going to be great because I am a child of God and I have the Holy Spirit living inside of me. So what I'm called to do, I'm going to do with excellence. This is my way of honoring God. This is a thing today more than ever where we just don't live by this. And I I believe that scripture is screaming, hey, honoring God means honoring him with obedience and dedication to God. We all want the positions. We want the blessings. We want the favor. God, pour it out on me, please. Please, God, give me the blessing today. God, give me the miracle today. Hey, JP, instead of asking for the miracle, why don't you just walk in obedience and let me set the miracle up for you? Wait, what do you mean, God? God. Just walk in obedience. Honor me with your life so that I can honor you. See, Scripture says, hey, Eli, you stopped honoring God so he can't honor you. Some of you are walking in life going, why do I feel like I'm missing something? I love Jesus. I I come to church. I I I do the." Maybe you're missing the thing of obedience in your life. And maybe, just maybe, you can have the courage today to say, God, by your Spirit's power, give me the strength. You know, you can pray this way, right? I'm not talking crazy here, am I? 
Like you can ask God to give you strength to walk in obedience in order to honor God. So this week, the first and foremost thing that we need to do is we need to honor God because he's God. We don't need to honor him for another miracle. He's given us the miracle. He gave us the greatest miracle. It's his, call, it's his son called Jesus. I say it all the time. People are always like, but I need another miracle. No, you don't. No, you do not. If I'm being fully honest, I ask God all the time for miracles. Give me miracles. Right? Please, I want them. And he's like, yo, Jace, just walk in obedience. And let my love guide you. Let my, my, let my path be your path. Let me show you. You don't need another miracle, JP. I gave you my son. It's the greatest miracle of all time. That's all you need right now. Okay, God, I'm with you. We good. Now let me honor you by my life as I walk out obedience. Honor me, and I will honor you. Lift me up, God says, and I will lift you up. Hello. I said it all the time. We're trying to climb, trying to scratch and claw our way over top people. This Instagram picture looks better than her Instagram picture or his Instagram picture, so I'm going to get more likes, and it's going to be awesome, and people are going to know me. I'm going to be insta-famous, and it's going to be incredible. So I'm just going to be better than everybody else. It's a dishonor. It's a dishonor. Why don't you just stay put where God has you? Don't try to rush his plans. Don't try to get ahead of his plans. Just honor him where he has you today, right now. All you can control is right now. Right now. So why don't you honor him with where he's called you and what he's calling you to do today? And everybody says, it's quiet in here. It's quiet. Second point is this. We're going to move right along. We honor those above us. First we honor God, and then we honor those above us. A couple quick points here. New Testament example of honor. Jesus is in his own hometown, and it says this in Mark 6, 1 through 6. Jesus left there and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked? Catch this. What's this wisdom that has been given to him? What are these remarkable miracles? He's performing. This is it. Isn't this the carpenter? Hey, guys, this dude's doing some awesome, amazing stuff. But I'm pretty sure he's just the carpenter. What in the world is happening right now? This is how I read scripture, right? These men are all around like, um, uh, he was just making a house. Now he's doing some crazy, raising people from the dead. Like, this is nuts. Isn't he the carp? Guys, is it, am I seeing right? Is this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to him, a prophet is not without honor except in his own town, among his relatives, and in his own home. He could not catch this, do any miracles there. How sad is that? In his own hometown, he could not do any miracles. Miracles there among his relatives and his own people. He could not do any miracles there except lay hands, hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. This is such a powerful example of honoring above. Okay, well, he's Jesus. Yeah, but he's in the flesh. He's walking on earth. He's man. He's a man called Jesus. And Jesus is moving, declaring who he is, what he came to do, and the people surrounding him reject it. They reject it. They see this guy named Jesus who was a carpenter. And they're like, yo, now he's teaching. Now he's telling us some things. Uh-uh, he's just that carpenter dude. I, I don't think we really need to listen to him. He's just like us. And what they missed was is now that God had elevated his son in a position over them. Above 
them. Well, I'm never going to be under anybody. Hear it. I'm never going to let anybody hold me down. Anybody been there? Just me. Man, today I'm like, I'm needing counseling immediately after this. Please book a session, please, because like, I've been there before. I'm never going to be under anybody. I'm never going to be telling somebody to tell me what to do. Right? Here's the problem, though. If you ever want to be over something, you have to learn to be, how to be under something. If you ever want to be in the positions that God's called you to be, you first need to learn how to be under someone. You have to have the knowledge and the depth of how to be under Someone. Jesus performed many miracles. He started to teach, but the proximity of who he was breeded contentment. It breeded this familiarity. You know what happens? You know when honor starts to lack with those above us? It's because we get really close to them and we see them the same way that we see ourselves. Okay, this is really hard. I know. I know. This is so biblical, though. See, there's some people in our lives, in each and every one of your lives, that are over you. Whether it's your parents whether it's your spiritual authority, whether it's your earthly authority. There are people in our lives that God has placed over us to guide us, to direct us, to help us, to take us to the places and spaces that God has. And today, by not honoring it, we say, nope, we'll be good on our own. I will figure it out on my own. I will be under nobody because nobody's going to control me. And Jesus shows up to his hometown. He's now elevated to the position of authority. God put him there, and the people say, He's a carpenter. We're good. And what happens is crazy to me. No miracles happen. Just a couple sick people will heal. You guys catch this? Just a couple in his own hometown. I think Jesus showed up to his own town like, I am here. I'm ready to do the work that God's called me to do. I'm ready to raise people from the dead. I'm ready to give life to people. I'm ready to give hope to people. I'm ready to do what I have now been placed to do. And the people around him said, no, you're just a carpenter. You're just somebody. You're a nobody. And they missed the opportunity to be under somebody. Because many of those people, I believe, if they could have got under Jesus, then they would have been over what God had called them to be over. And they missed it. There's people in your lives that until you start to say, hey, I see the position that God has put them in. I see where God has placed them. I understand I'm going to do my best to honor them. You will miss out on the miraculous that God has for you. I mean that. That's, that's a bold claim. I mean it. Can I give us just two examples and I'm going to close? I, I know this is a hard message. I understand it. But the first thing is this, spiritual authority. Hello. This is not easy to preach. Spiritual authority. The people that God has placed over your life to shepherd you, to guide you, to lead you, to direct you. It is full out, laid out in scriptures. The elders of the church, the pastoral staff of a church, the leaders of the church. God has placed, I didn't choose to be here. Can I be honest with y'all? I said to my wife the other day, I was like, we could be anywhere doing anything. I could be on a beach right now, chilling. Chilling. No, trust me. I'd just be like, beach, sun, this is where I want to be. But for whatever reason, God found me fit to come and to be placed in this position to lead, to shepherd, to guide people like you. I don't take it for granted. But I do remember something very powerful and impactful in my life. When my wife and I stepped out to go plant this church, I remember going to my parents, who were at that time not only my parents, but they were my pastors. Imagine that combination. Pray for PK kids. Amen. I'm going to pray for my kid a lot. And I went to my parents and I said, hey, mom, dad. 
Rach and I have been called by God to go step out and to move to Chicago and plant this church. And my, my, my dad, mighty man of God, looked at me and said, great, we're going to pray with you, but not yet. You're not doing it yet. Excuse me? Uh, did you not hear what I just said? God, uh, God called us to go plant a church in Chicago. That's right, son. That's good, son. That's great, son. But not yet. No, no, dad, you don't understand. <laughs> How many of you not like to be told no? Nobody's hands up. We all hate it, right? Like, no, no, no. Dad, he said, son, just honor me and your mother right now as your pastors and heed the words that we're telling you. You're not ready yet. You know what I had to come into a decision in that moment? Okay. So Rachel and I waited. We told our team, we told Andrew and I, guys, we're not yet. We were ready to go. We were ready to take a step and go. We said, we're going to honor the authority that's been placed over us because one day we're going to be over people. And if I can't have anybody over me, how will I ever be able to lead anybody else in the life that God has called me to lead? And I realized a couple things that I could do in that moment of waiting. The first thing is this, for my pastor specifically, my spiritual authority was this. We could honor our pastors and leaders by supporting them. By supporting them. 1 Timothy 5.17 says, double honor to those who lead, teach, and preach. I could double honor my parents. Even though they were my parents, they were my pastors. I could double honor the leaders of our church at that time and say, you know what? I don't feel great being here. I know this isn't where my landing ground is, but I'm going to be here in the moment, in the present, and I'm going to support you in the best way possible. I'm going to give you double honor because that's what Scripture called me to do. The second thing that I did, we started to honor our pastors and leaders by standing with them. There was decisions in that year that I could have said, hey, this is crazy. I'm out. Peace. But I said, no, God, your word says, even Paul says it. Hey, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Stand with them in the private and the public. How are you standing with the leaders and pastors and authority that are over your life? Even if you don't call this place home, somebody should be over you. How are you supporting them? How are you standing with them? The third thing that Rachel and I did as pastor, over our pastors and leaders, we started to recognize them more. You see, I familiarity, right? I just saw them as my parents. I saw them as all the things that they did wrong for me. They never did anything great for me. They never gave me what I asked them. I asked for them, right? They were just my parents, right? Is this making sense? And I said, whoa, scripture's so clear. First Thessalonians 5.12, now we ask brothers and sisters to give recognitions to those who labor among you and lead you in the Lord. Hey, you know what, JP? I looked at Rach. I said, hey, we got to start recognizing them publicly, privately. We need to start lifting them up in prayer. We need to start covering their lives. Even if they are my parents, I need to pray over them. I need to cover their home. I need to walk in their home, and I need to ask for God's abundance, riches, and blessings to cover the home, even if they were my parents. See, if I was at another church, this would still happen in my life. And the thing is this, too. We honor pastors and leaders by loving them. It's the first thing. Second thing is this, earthly authority. I don't have time to go into all this. But scripture is very clear. Those that are in place of us are earthly authority, government, bosses, people that have been placed by God to be over us. We need to respect and honor them. Well, guess what? There's a person that's maybe crazy that God has put in a place in a space. Guess what our job is then to do? Honor them with our prayer, with our love, and with our kindness and our grace to trust them that God can reach even people that are in places and spaces that are high above us to be used. I'm not telling you that they're going to be perfect. I'm not telling you that they're the right things because God's scripture is clear that the right leaders that God placed knows right from wrong. Okay? 
You all with me? Some people are like, we out. We're never coming back to that church again. Guess what you can do? You can pray for your people that are over us, the military, the officials, the policemen, the government officials, whoever God has placed here on earth as our authorities. Pray for your boss. I don't like my boss. Great. Pray for him. (laughs) And watch your heart start to change. The last thing is this. We honor below. We honor below. The band's going to come up and sing, but two scriptures real quick. Romans 12.10. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourself. Philippians 2, 3 through 4. Do not do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. Not looking to your own interests, but to each one of you, to the interest of the others. You know what I love about Jesus? He didn't get put in this place of authority and then just told everybody, I'm Jesus. Everybody honor me. I don't get that from Jesus. There's multiple occasions where Jesus goes and he does some incredible things. Like, for instance, the woman at the well. A woman that wasn't married, had multiple men she had been with. A woman that was a Samaritan woman. In that time, Jesus, as a Jew, talking to her as a Samaritan, not a good situation. Not a good scene to be a part of. And Jesus is sitting there, and he doesn't look at the woman and says, hey, I'm over you. I'm Jesus. You're, no be- you're not good enough, and walks away. No, Jesus gets low in order to lift them up. And he says to the lady, hey, 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 I, I am the one that you could drink from, the well of living water forever. Hey, I know what you've done, and I, I see the, the problems in your life, but hey, let me help you. Let me change you. Let me heal you. Let me restore you. What I love about Jesus is, is he just doesn't look at people that are below him and say, they're too far gone. Some of us as Christians, some of you guys that have been walking in the faith, I just want to say this, I'm sorry, I love you all. Some of you that have been walking in the faith for a little while, you start to look at people that walk into the church that have a little bit of messiness on them, a little bit of stains on them, and you said, oh, can't talk to them. I'm holy, they're not. Guess what? You're not holy without Jesus. And they need Jesus too. And so no matter who walks through those walls, no matter where you walk on the streets, the people that you see day in and day out, you are called to honor them. To give them a name. If there are people on the street corners that are asking you for help, ask them what their name is. Ask them what they need. You can't give them all the time in the world. Just say, hey, brother, what's your name? Hey, your name's Mike. Mike, I'm going to pray that God's best is still ahead for you. I'm going to pray that you get out of this. I'm going to get low so that I can help you get lifted up. Maybe, just maybe, we could be a church that starts to honor the people that are, quote, unquote, below us. The people that have been kicked out, pushed out, left out. Because if Jesus does it, then we're called to do it. When we begin to look at people the way God sees them, everything changes. Guys, is this, in- I know this is heavy. My whole, my, I didn't- actually, you know what's crazy? I wasn't intended to preach today. <laughs> we had another guy supposed to preach this message because it's like, man, this one's a zinger. <laughs> I don't like talking about honor. I don't like talking about spiritual honor. I don't talk about like, earthly honor. I don't like talking. It's a hard thing to live by. But you know what? God really worked in me, and he said, JP, if this church is ever going to be what this church has been called to be, if you're ever going to be a church, if you're ever going to be a person that God's called you to be, then JP, the church called Oasis Church Chicago needs to start asking God to give them an understanding of what honor means. We need to start walking as people that honor God, honor those over us, and honor those people that are around us, better yet. The people that God has placed in your every single day life, your coworkers, your, your, your schoolmates, the people that are on the streets, and start to say, God, help me to have eyes for these people. Help me to have a heart that breaks for these people. God, I want to be better. I want to be great. I want to be used by you, but God, help me to have a heart of honor. Amen?
Can I pray for us this morning? Heavenly Father, we just ask right now, God, that this word, that this word, God, would take deep root. God, this morning, we see your word of honor and we understand, God, that first and foremost, we have to honor you. God, I pray that you would give courage to people right now. God, those that need to walk in honor and obedience, God, that you would strengthen them, God. Holy Spirit, right now, I pray that this, this generation that has been labeled as dishonoring, God, right now within this church, with each and every person in this room, God, God, that they would catch the heart of honor and that they would honor you with their lives, with their obedience to you, with their calling, with their positions, God. God, help us to honor those that have been placed over us, God, that you have placed over us in our lives, the elders, the leaders, the pastors, the bosses, the people that, God, you've placed over our lives. Help us to honor. Even when it's hard, God, Help us to see the value of them. Because seeing them, God, we can see you. We can see your creation, your handiwork. And God, knowing and trusting that you've placed them there. And God, above all of this, God, help us to honor those around us. The people that we see every single day, God, that are just like us, God. Help us to place them, God, in a position of honor in our hearts and in our lives. God, change our eyes. Change our minds. Help us to honor with love and grace. Help us to lift up the heads of the weary and the broken, God. God, I pray in the name of Jesus today that we will rise up as the church of Jesus Christ, God. And we will show honor. We will show this world what it means to honor. We will show the people of this city what it means to honor. God, I just ask and believe and trust you to do this among us, God. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence. And we ask this in Jesus' name. And everybody says, come on, and everybody says, Come on, anybody thankful for Jesus and his life? Come on, anybody thankful?